The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. On this program, we talk about the philosophy of everyday peace as a system for us to achieve our next level of greatness. That excites me, you guys. It really excites me. I want to say that our next level of greatness, it is within our reach. Believe me when I tell you that. We also bring on the guests and the topics that highlight opportunities for us to learn and to grow. And today is one of those shows. Uh, I want you to, right now as I'm talking, grab a pen and paper, write down, take notes. You're going to learn, you're going to grow. And if you're not already part of our tribe, I want to welcome you to the world of everyday peacemakers, right? You can learn more about me, Dr. Drayvon James, and the everyday peace philosophy on my website, drdrayvonjames.com. On this website, you're going to find words of wisdom, encouragement, contact information. People are constantly reaching out to me um, on my social media. I love it. Don't stop. But you can also find information about me on this website, drdrayvonjames.com. There are free gifts there. Just uh, Just a wealth of opportunities for us to connect there. So don't miss that opportunity. You know, our theme of 2022 is it's time to improve my life. I love that too, said in the first person. I want you to keep that in your mind. It is time to improve my life. You insert your name. Why is it in the first person you may ask? Because we all need to take personal accountability for achieving what we want in this life experience, right? Things happen. I know, I know, but we really got we really got to take that leadership uh, position in our life. Today, we have a fabulous guest. Nick Gerard is a financial analyst at a major firm who spent the better part of his career assessing how acts of God, things like war, recession, food shortages, floods, tornadoes, and the like, negatively affected not only the stock markets, but the actual people who lived through these tragedies. And after five years of research and writing, Nick's spiritual reexamination produced the novel In the Beginning. I'm full of love today, guys, because I love that title. In the Beginning is a retelling of the story of creation, the Old Testament, where God is the antagonist and Lucifer is the rebel who established the true paradise. The earth becomes the battleground between two forces. The book is exciting. I want to say that right now. Nick, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Raybon James, and uh, yeah, compliment you on your the way you summarized the book. That's actually perfect. <laughs> it's an amazing book. It, it, you're an amazing guy, and I got to tell you, right from the start, um, we're 30 minutes today. We need a lot longer to discuss this because um, I'm going to have to bring you back again and again. But I, <laughs> your topic, yeah, is is so relevant to everybody's life. We don't know anybody who hasn't you know, shaking their fists either, either literally or, right. you know, whatever, uh, to the to the skies and said, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, I know you say that very well. That's that's right? a lot of what I'm about, you know, and, and I'm glad we're together talking with us today because, you know, I, I love your message that you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, I, I, and that's what kind of what I'm trying to do too. I'm trying to, you know, change myself and uh, inspire others 
And, uh, you know, really this book is, um, it's very bold, very a bit controversial. Well, I'm gonna say a bit, it's controversial, but you know, it, it's the main themes are, um, you know, getting society to accept a, a shared vision of life. And that vision um, includes the need for world peace, equality, and true love. That's really what I'm trying to get across. And I'm doing that through a very, a very bold and intense way. But you know, that's that's what uh, the people that have read this have have gravitated to, towards. That you know, it is an inspiring piece um, that ha ultimately has those kinds of messages. So I think it's kind of on point with with your views on life too. You know, it's 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 uh, it's something that uh, I think we can both relate to for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely can. And so. Yeah. You know, I know that none of us wants to go, well, I'll just speak for myself. You don't necessarily want to go into the world um, with a whole bunch of um, controversy. Right? We, yeah. we want to be seen as, you know, uh, good for the people. But sometimes yeah. the message has to be a little bit bold in order to get people's attention. And, um, and this is one of those topics I think that everybody can, as I said, truly relate to because we, no matter where we are in our faith, we've all, if we're completely honest, and I hope we, I hope this is a safe space for our listeners, and um, this is, and it is a safe place. I, I, I want to create that safe space for open mind, and we're growing. Sure. But we've all had those experiences. We've had them that have shaken us to the core. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and I remember, um, gosh, my my brain today. Uh, <laughs> this this a filmmaker who said something that was. Um, really got me in the like the 80s or so he said if there is a god we all need to get a class action suit woody allen right and and he you know i don't know if he was joking but it made me laugh and i know that when we are in when we're in those spaces where we're being challenged we know we've had that thought of what is going on and your your novel your book really allows us to explore that in a, in a very um friendly and intellectual way Sure. Dylan, yeah. go ahead. No, no, I, I, I just couldn't agree more with what you're saying. And that's, that's really how I started writing this, you know, like, so I, um, I work in the financial industry and I've been doing that not out of desire, but out of necessity. Like, you know, I'm in the real world. Most of us do jobs because they have to. And so I'm obviously trying to be a writer and, and, you know, I wanted to create something new and different and bold that would unite humanity. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And, I came to the, it, it sparked when I was, it would be at work, you know, I'd be at work and I used to live in New York City and we sit at my desk and you know, you've got a television near you and it's just playing the news and you're, you're doing a job that um, you don't want to do, but you, you have to, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I need to pay the bills. And so I, I, that's why I do this type of work. And you're sitting there doing non-virtuous work and you want to do virtuous work. You want to do good. You want to contribute to society. And I, I, my struggle was that I wasn't doing that. And I was a bit trapped, you know, and I don't, I, I'm trapped. I was trapped because I hope you don't, I mean, I'll be personal with you. I hope you don't mind. But, I, you know, I'm, I've been burdened with student loan debt and, you know, I didn't have much growing up. And, you know, you, you, you take the job that you, you have to have. And you're sitting at your desk watching television. And there's like just one terrible event after another, you know, just one, one terrible thing after another. And you, you just start to question things and, that's when I started making this a new story, a story that, uh, a book that changes the story of creation, that challenges the widely accepted views on creation, and one that explains why the cruel nature of our society exists. Why, why does it exist the way it does today? 
And that's how this story was spawned. And it was also, that, that was the, one of the reasons why, how it was spawned. And the other was, um, this will sound a little cheesy, but it's, it's spawned from the, the inspiration of my wife. You know, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of a romantic, kind of a, a passionate guy, maybe too passionate sometimes, but uh, with how I feel, but I, I can't help it. And so I'm, uh, I'm in love with my wife, obviously. And when you have love, you just, other things kind of become inconsequential and you're kind of, I don't know, I, 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 when I, I, I'm in love and I, I want other people to have love like I do. And um, I want to influence those kind of people and to, to have that, to explore that. And so that's what kind of drove me to the inspiration I have for my wife and my, 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 my goal to inspire humanity, to accept a vision of life where we can, you know, be at peace as, as, as a world. And um, I think that the, in order for us to evolve as a society, a global society, we have to accept a shared vision, one where everyone wants equality for all, human, for all humans, one that, where we want to live in peace. Um, and that's how I started writing this book. And, uh, and I would actually write, I'd be kind of furious after work, you know, about my place in the world and the state of society I would write in transit, like literally with a pen and a journal I had, just pen to paper and just like channel my negative energy into the book and to channel all these horrible feelings I had. It was powerful. And I would just write. And that's how, how I started doing this. Um, sorry to ramble on here no, about no, how it, I started, but I think know, it's, I, it's so powerful. Just yeah. listen to you recount the, the birth of this book, if you will. And yeah. I hope our listeners are getting that because I know it's coming through to me, you know, that this is this is born from passion. And I got so much to say right now, so many questions to ask you, but I want to <laughs> point this out to our listeners because one of the things, the principles of found, uh, foundational principle of everyday peace is that everything that happens in your life, the wanted and the unwanted. And some people say the good and the bad, and I say it that way too, but it really is the wanted and the unwanted is happening like for the same reason. And that is to bow down and serve you as you consciously create your next level of greatness. And that is exactly what you have done with sure. your life as a financial analyst and the birth of this amazing book in the beginning. You channeled that. That was necessary so that you could speak to the hearts and the lives of so many people. So sure. I am so grateful <laughs> to you for enduring and then birthing this book, if you will, um, in the beginning, the, the in, in the beginning, the title I love it. Um, <laughs> but the book attempts to reframe religion and the yes. perception of God. Right? Yes. We live in a world, and we talked about all, all of the tragedy that's going on. It go on and on. Stuff is happening right now, today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, we live in a world where um, the biblical God is not um, resemble the real world God, and I love that phrase too. Yeah, real too. world God. What do you mean by that phrase? Yeah. So in the real world, you know, I and I, I obviously, like you said, this is a safe place and open minded individual. So I, I, I respect everyone's beliefs. I truly do. So this is a bit controversial. What I'm going to say is, but I, I don't believe that we should worship an entity that allows innocent life to suffer. And that's what I mean when I talk about. Uh, the real world God is that I, I, I have a huge problem with seeing the suffering of innocent life. And we see it, like you said, every day, you know, we, we I mean, pick an event on the planet. And since, since the dawn, not even in the present time, of course, but since the dawn of humanity, 
humanity has had a very, uh, there's a lot of great things about humanity and a lot of terrible things. And that's what I, those terrible things, when you see the suffering events in life, that's when I talk about how the, in the, in the book about how the real world God is, is something that is difficult for many people to say that, how can I believe in something that allows that to exist? And it's tough, a tough pill to swallow for some for people that are devout. And this book does come across as a bit blasphemous because I am taking the other route. I, I've really reversed um, the roles of, of, of the afterlife. You know, in this book, God is evil. The devil is good. And they're combating for control of the afterlife and using humans as pawns to change the fabric of society. So a very different take of how the earth was created. You know, in this book, I'm saying the earth was created by the devil. And that God wants to destroy the beautiful earth that the devil created because um, God is a jealous entity. And I've had a lot of people uh, read this book that are religious and not religious. And people that are religious, um, they're not offended. And they're not offended because I do, the route I take in the book is uh, that a unifying approach to humanity, you can't, that can't be denied within, within, within the words is that I'm not just saying, oh, that God is a terrible being. I'm saying that we need to unite as humanity to share a vision where we all can be at peace. And so it makes people think, you know, it's a very thought provoking read. And that's what I've, the biggest takeaway people who have reviewed this and read this is that, that that's what they'll say to me, even that they are religious, is that, look, you've really made me kind of question what I believe, you know, is it right? Um, is what, maybe I should reevaluate how, how I, uh, perceive what the afterlife really is and that's what my goal is you know and I I don't want to offend people you know I don't want to um, make anyone feel uh, bad about what they believe in I would never do that you know I don't I believe in uh, peace and make people feel uh, welcome like your show like you have here you know you have a very open space if the people are respected and it's just an open-minded forum you know and you can feel that when when you when you watch listen to your show and so it's uh it's just something I, I really try to get across, you know. We're going to pause right here. Go ahead. And so we're back and our guest today is Nick Gerard. We're talking about the amazing book that you've written and the concept of re reframing, reimagining um, our relationship with God in the beginning. The title of the book, available, tell us where, we, where our readers can pick this book up. Sure. So, yeah, so I'm an, I'm an independent published author. I, I self-published through Amazon. So if you're on Amazon, just on the search function, just type Nick Gerard, and the book will come right up. My last name is G-I-R-A-R-D. Just put that in the search function, Amazon, you'll, you'll see it right away. And, and, and I, I, I love the idea of something that you said just before we had our break, which was that, um, in, in, in your novel, in the beginning, you reframed how we've been told the story of creation. And yeah. you had this world that we know today created by Lucifer, who we all you know, have been told that this is a, this is a dark force. This is something that is against humanity, but you made it that he created a, a loving and prosperous world. And then God, yeah. and I love the fact he said it's a jealous guy. If you read the word of, in the Bible, traditional Bible, we know that phrase is used many times in the Old sure. Testament. God is a jealous God. But also in the book of Job, um, you, you talked about your book being a bit of like a, almost a sport, if you will, a game, you know. Mm -hmm. And there is a 
part in uh, a, a, a phrase in the book of Job where uh, in the Bible where God asks um, the devil, Lucifer, where you been? And Lucifer says, oh, to and fro, right? And you probably know this, right? And so he said, to and fro doing what? Looking for souls, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And so God goes on and yeah. he says, well, have you tried my faithful servant, Job? Right. Mm -hmm. And and there, it, you know, so if we just look at that as a piece of literature, which I happened to do when I was in high school, which is why I know that the book of Job so well, because I studied it as uh, as literature. Okay. And, and, and so not from a religious standpoint, but from a literature standpoint, beautiful, beautifully written book. Yeah. But as a Christian, also a lot of things come to your mind as, you know, as, as and I'm an actress too. So I I, I, yeah, think, I, know. Yeah. I think in terms of scenes and all this and character and all this. And so as, as I'm reading your book and I'm thinking about what you've written and it's such a fascinating, I want to use the word refreshing way. The word, yeah. Okay, I like that. To, yeah. To yeah. view life it, uh, and to view, to have these different perspectives. I encourage yeah. people to open themselves up and you will, there is, there is, peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. That's the definition I use for the word peace and everyday peace. But that is available to us when we broaden our, our perception and our knowledge. Yes. And that's what you're providing for us yeah. in this book. And I love the fact also that, you know, as being part of the financial sector, you mm -hmm. see extremes, right? You, true, you, see, true. Yeah. you know, extreme things happening, right? And then, um, there's also, as I read your book, and as I'm listening to you today, I remember, and perhaps you know this book too, I mean, uh, it's uh, When Good Things Happen to Bad People, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. I, I thought about that title, yeah. just, just that phrase, when good things happen to bad people, where is God? Yeah, it's a very powerful phrase. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And that, that's what really motivated me is, is how that can happen to, to good people, you know? And I, you know, I classify... Um, you know, two types of kind of people in the world, you know, you have good people and bad people. And to me, I think to a lot of people, bad people are people that don't believe in equality. Good people do believe in equality. And I believe in, you know, all the basics of equality for, for humanity, that we are all obviously created equal as one. And that's, I'm just drawn to that, you know? And like you said, it's, it's, it's a parallel statement. You said when good things happen, when, when bad things happen to good people, you're, you ask yourself why, you know, and that's why I wanted to explain, like, how can, how can a society accept in any, any kind of acceptance for an innocent life to suffer? That's my biggest, my, I think my, my, my biggest uh, feeling is, is, is trying to say that to people, you know, and, and, and have people think and open their minds to a different form of how, um, how we live and how we should accept peace, you know, and, uh, uh, I, and what I do a lot to try to, you know, obviously I'm an independent author. I'm, I'm, I'm a small time person, you know, I don't mind saying that, you know, I am. But what I try to do is I, I send this book all over the world. I send free copies to people that I meet through uh, Instagram and uh, I send it to like 19 countries, you know, uh, mostly women, actually. Um, um, Pakistan, Jordan, Colombia, Mexico, Bulgaria. I, I send it everywhere because I, this is cheesy, and that sounds cheesy, but I really want to unite humanity around a vision where we live in peace, you know, and although I might be too repetitive, but I just can't, it's just something that I, I desire, you know, that's what I'm here to do, and that's why I've been so motivated to write, because when you're stuck in a job, and you can't really 
get out of that job, that career, just you have to pay the bills. You know, I, you know, we're, I'm a part of reality. And I just, I, I, I only thing I could think of to do to contribute to society, to help, to unite was to write. And, and now I'm just trying to send the book out to as many people as I can just to, to get opinions and, and spark conversation, like similar to what you're, you do you, with your, your successful show here, um, Dr. James, is that you want to be a, a, a safe place for people to speak and be open. And that, that's what I'm trying to, to do as well, you know, have people, um, it's, it's nice to talk to people about literature, you know, what they think about a, a book and what their feelings about it. It's just, it's exciting, you know, I, I, I like that. Yeah, and you're doing such an amazing job. And so and what you're doing right now, Nick, is you're teaching and serving and giving. And it's so natural for you. I don't even know that you if you know that you're doing it, but <laughs> you said so much. And I don't want our listeners, the book again is in the beginning. Um, Nick Gerard is the is the author. You can pick it up on uh, Amazon. You can get it next day delivery. I highly recommend it. Get more than one copy, share it with a friend. This would be great book club uh, discussion, whether your community is opening up and you're doing small book gatherings or whether you're going to do an online, this is it. And if you are listening to the show and you're someone who is, you know, part of a movement or looking to grow your own um, uh, network, you know, you need something sometime that's going to shock people. And this book is going to do that, um, (laughs) but it's also going to help you to really think out of the box. And that is where creativity comes from. You said another key part is that you wanted to create something to serve people. And I I can't tell you, I could tell you, but I don't remember the number right now, but how many shows I've done. It's been a lot of them. (laughs) You do a lot, yeah. And everybody who has been on my show who has been successful has said the same thing that you just said. So I know you're going to be hugely successful. (laughs) They started out, because they wanted to do something to serve humankind. And you yeah. said that we didn't talk about that before the show. It came out organically and it has yeah. to, it has to, right? When, yeah. you, when your why is because you want to help someone else to live a better life, it, you've already won. You've already done that. But I know we only have a few minutes left, seven, about seven minutes left. And there's so much, this, this book is so, <laughs> um, it's so well-written. There's so many uh, things to walk away with to do what? Well, to live our theme, which is um, living our, you know, our, our, it's time to live my, my next level life right now. This book is going to help you do that. And one of the things that you say in the book is that the book is not pro-Lucifer, right? Yeah. It is a story um, to re-examine what, how we define good and evil. I love that. And again, yeah. we go back to, and, I, and I'm just speaking to my listeners who who really know the word of God. I don't profess to be that person, but I I do want to answer this question. You know, when we say what defines good and evil, Jesus himself, when he was called in the New Testament, Mm -hmm. he was called a good teacher and he responded, said, why do you call me good? Mm -hmm. Right. That was, that was his response. Yeah. yeah. You know, someone, a person says good teacher and he goes, Oh, stop right there. Yeah. You know, what, why, why'd you put good in front of teacher? And it's what essentially said, you know, what, why do you call me good? So I ask us to just re-examine that too. And you, you said, let's re-examine what defines good and evil and perhaps question whether they have been told um, the wrong account. Now, much of the Bible, we know this is allegory and you talk about that of stories that can be interpreted to reveal hidden meanings. Can you give us any examples that you may um, come across that are definitely allegories, one or two, that we could uh, get a a meaning for that could um, 
help us on our journey? Sure. So I think that a lot of what I talk about in the book, I, I kind of take a reversal of like why the bad things happen to us on this planet. You know, mm -hmm. why you see um, famine, why you see a volcano erupting and, and, uh, and, and, and killing people or a storm or a war, why it occurs. And, you know, there's, there's reasons for that in, 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 the, in the Bible. And, there's, and what I've done in this book is really kind of turn it on its head in a way is that instead of humans creating these events, they're influenced by, um, uh, by, evil within, by, by evil within the heavens. And that humans are um, pawns in a game within the, a cosmic game that, that, uh, that the devil and God are, are manipulating so they can um, compete for who is the most powerful entity uh, in existence. And I like, I like that approach. It's like a complete reversal of how we're taught. And I think that, I mean, really every story like that I've kind of, I've put into this book about how earth was created, it takes that kind of approach is this complete reversal of, of the roles, you know, with, with the, I described, you know, devil creating the, the earth and as a gift for, for God and just God just wanting to that be destroyed and, but using humans to do that. And no one's really done that before. That's why the book is, you know, it's, like I said before, it's, it's, it's pretty controversial, but turns at the, in the second half of the book, it turns into a different type of story. So think of the first half of the book is like a recreation of the Old Testament, how the earth was created. I'd create a different approach to that. And the second half of the book is a, um, it's set in modern day times. And it's, it's the product of a challenge between the God and the, between God and the devil to create true love between two humans in present day and tasking those humans um, to decide the fate for all souls in existence by making them choose which afterlife should exist, either heaven or hell. And ultimately a, a decision is reached and it will decide the fate for all the souls in existence. And a different, just another different take about how, what the afterlife means, what it, what it, what it, what it could possibly mean and explain the behaviors of why humans act the way they do today. And, uh, and the second half of the book is actually a pretty passionate story of, it's, it's loosely based on my wife and I's experience when we were living in New York and you know, mis mistreated it uh, in certain aspects of life. And um, it goes on to like a revenge-filled tale of, of seeking vengeance upon people that have wronged us. Um, have you ever seen that, uh, you remember that movie, um, A Time to Kill? Um, with with uh with samuel jackson that's yes. um, yeah I, I love that movie it's like a, a like an epic tale of, of, of true love and, and and seeking vengeance on on a righteous vengeance you know and i it's it's a it's powerful it's it's pretty it's a pretty is a very intense part of the book but something that is driven by love and that's like similar to similar to that movie you know where where what really matters in life is what i it was where i tackle in the, in the second half of the book, in a, in a, in a tale of true love, and um, it's it's just how how I've kind of framed it, you know, just reversing a concept and making forcing that I don't like the word force, helping a reader develop and evolve into a different thought process. Yes, and That's, even 
Yeah, and and you and you do it. You def you definitely do it. There's so many things, and I'm throwing them out there. So if you guys are jotting these down, they're great for you for your book club. So I know I I I can see the book flying off the shelf, and it being <laughs> a book club sensation because there's so many themes to explore. But as you yeah. were talking about the allegory there, I thought about this. I also used to love um, a Greek mythology. Ah, me too. Yeah, as you were talking there, I have I have a running joke uh, at, with uh, a colleague at work. I, I still work and I run hospital pharmacies um, for a large group of hospitals. And one of the things I talk about in the course of the day is that I say I have this little cartoon running in my head where there are these gods sitting up in heaven and you know, they're like throwing a lightning bolt on this. Yes. Just when you thought it was going to work right. And it's oh, you got that, but can you take this? <laughs> <laughs> That's well said, Dr. J. Oh, I like that. Right. Yeah. And so it, it it does change your perspective and you're, you know, and I use it when the day is going really, really bad or, or it looks like it's going really, really bad because I say, you know, okay, so here is the challenge, right? Amongst all these things that, you know, and I like to use the term wanted and unwanted in my life and these things that happen, you know, a lot of, you know, the tragedy that you talk about in the financial yeah. sector, I've seen a lot of tra tragedy in over 30 years of practicing healthcare. Sure and you, you, it yeah. makes you like, you know, shake your fist and say, why are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. But, uh, and I think that just when you're reached or I'll make it personal, when I reach my weary point where I just feel like I, I cannot find a reason why. And then yeah. I go back to yeah. ask myself as I see that lightning bolt coming and say, can she take this? And I go back and I visit my why. And my why yeah. is that, will I lose my grip on love and service? Will this, will yeah. this perceived loss, will this perceived wrong be the reason that I lose my belief in the power of love my belief in the power yeah. of service yeah, right? yeah. so i in your book in your book really um for people who are struggling yeah and and my goodness i gotta tell you live long enough and you will hit a patch in your life that makes yeah. you pull your fist up and say why and if you know someone is struggling the book in the beginning is like a, a, a bomb almost a, a salve to make you say okay there is another way yes for me to view this yeah and it doesn't preach it's entertaining it's it's you know it's all of that it, it, it's cinematic I tell you I think in terms of scenes <laughs> and movies, but, uh, but it's it, it, it gets you it grips you it makes you think it makes you yeah. feel right and I love so that, yeah um, we're coming up to the end of oh, our yeah. show, and I want to ask you this question. In your book, um, do you feel that, that, that this book provides comfort to the weary of life? In the beginning, does it provide great, great question. comfort to those who are weary with life? Yeah, I, I, it does. And I describe my own weariness with life. And I describe it as, you know, because I understand what it means when people are going and doing their day-to-day -day life and they're, they're upset with what their, what their life is, but they, they have to do what they have to do. And they're, they, they don't want to have a way out and they're depressed and they sink into a, 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 like a, an abyss, a chasm of depression. And you feel like you can't get out of that. You feel torn because you want to do, you want to do good in the world, but you, and you feel helpless. And I, I, I try to 
I try, I think I do. I, 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 I provide a vision of that it, it's, you, that we have to, no matter how small, every human has to do their part. They have to contribute in some way, no matter how small it is, because it isn't small. Any time that we're positively affecting another life, it means success for your own life. And it's a beautiful thing. And you said it very eloquently, uh, Dr. James, when you're saying that it, it's what you, we, it's our purpose. You know, it, it's, it's, it's how we have to agree that as one species, as, as humanity, to improve, to evolve, to accept, to cherish love. And I think that vision, that message comes across and that's how people have, um, have reviewed it as well. It's like, you're challenged by this book, but you're also able to relate to it, able to relate to the challenge that you feel through your own life and through someone like myself who's experienced it. You know, I'm talking about myself. Like you can feel the emotion I have when I'm coming on the subway from work and just saying like, you know, the life should be different. We you know we should have a life where people uh, believe in equality and want to be unified in peace. And it's a challenging book, but an uplifting tale of how we can all live. And, yeah. and you know, and that's 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 what I believe in, and I think that's why I think you and I are brought together. I, I really, you know, you you would, I really, I love how you come across and how you explain things. That, yes, it's the wanted and the unwanted. It's like how you're, you know, throwing your hands up in the air with a lightning bolt being struck by you and saying like, how can I go on? You know, why is this happening? And channeling that energy into something worthwhile. You know, and I think you really got to challenge it as self sacrifice. You know. Um, that's, that's, that's really, that, that's how I, that's what I believe in. Yeah. yeah. And Nick, I gotta tell you, you have reaffirmed for us, for me, for the listeners that we are in this together. And yeah. I, I believe in that. Um, there is a tendency for us to feel isolated and yeah. alienated and um, alone with our with our misery but we are in this together and there is strength in numbers and uh, this book your book Nick Gerard's book um, this is the tale in the beginning I encourage you to read this book I encourage you to do something too because he's done this and and there's so much that you've said you took your the the I'm going to use the term negativity of the day because uh, the, the day can be hard when you're dealing yeah. with tragedy all day, and many yeah. of us do. And you took that and you channeled it into a, a novel that we can read and we can learn. Now, yeah. I know that we have listeners here today who are dealing with lots of things in their life. I challenge you and I give to you this the gift of, of Nick Gerard's book in the beginning to take that that with that heaviness that you've had today and let it channel through you through reading this book and let it spark you in your own creativity because there is no challenge i will believe this to the end there is no challenge that you are experiencing today that has not come for the reason of you taking that and moving to your next level of greatness and i hear that in your story because you're (laughs) on that train you've been beaten down all day long and you could just sit there and put your head in your hand and say why me woe is me but you took that you took that and you put pen to paper you know i love that i'm passionate (laughs) about that old-fashioned way of yeah me too of getting i I love that so you took pen to paper on that ride and you put that you let it come through you creatively and onto the paper. And when we're reading the, 
I'm talking to you, I'm listening to you and the passion is just resurging in me. But as our readers read your book, I know it's gonna happen for them. I know that it's gonna open a pathway for them to get to their next level of greatness. And that's why we do this. That's why we do what we do here so that we can reach you. Through this work, through this reading of this book, you're going to find something, an aha moment for yourself and a doorway to your next level of greatness. It's going to open up. So you're, you're Nick, great. <laughs> it has been great. I cannot say how great it has been to have you on the show. You've been listening to Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. And we are excited to bring to you um, these wonderful, wonderful inspirations. If you are not part of a community of togetherness, you are at home here. We welcome you here. Please visit the Dr. Drayvon James website. And if you are... Um, a a woman and you're looking for a community, I have a fabulous way for you to connect with me and like-minded women who want to move to their next level of greatness, whether it's in your health, your wealth, your relationships. We are doing that as a whole through Leaders in High Heels. You can find that um, free Facebook community, Leaders in High Heels. Join that. Connect with us. I also have a 12-week coaching program called Leaders in High Heels, where I will help you. So group coaching will work together to to produce quantum leaps in 12 weeks. You'll be amazed at what you can do in 12 weeks. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. Our guest today has been none other than the fabulous Nick Gerard in his book, In the Beginning, which you can get today on Amazon. Nick, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Drayvon James. Absolute pleasure. You're a great lady. I really appreciate it. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.